This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. It was not a public ministry anymore. So in John chapter 14, this is not the public ministry of Jesus. This is him pouring into his disciples. And this is what he said to them. John 14 verse 12. Say, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works I do, shall he do also. Somebody say, I. I. You can put your name. I can do the works of God. So he said, Anyone that believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. So Jesus is saying, whatever you have read about me that I did, you can do. And you can even do more. Why? Because I'm with the Father and I'm backing you up. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us himself. And he's backing you and I up and he's saying, I can do better than what he had done. So whatever Jesus accomplished, he's saying to you and me, we can do better. And therefore, it means you can have greater breakthroughs. Amen? You can have greater ministry. You can have greater prosperity. You can have greater miracles. So all the miracles that Jesus did, he says, you can do. And you can do more. But despite God's promises for us, there are many people that are still doubtful. There are many people that are still living in fear and they are afraid. The one common fear that I've observed in my, you know, sojourn in life is the fear of the unknown. That's one fear a lot of people have. Because you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Even when you have a plan, you are still anxious whether that plan will work out or not. But I want to tell you this morning that uh, you are in good company. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 27 verse 1, Proverbs 27 verse 1, it said, don't, don't brag about tomorrow since you don't know what the day will bring. As much as you think you know, life has thrown people curve balls at different times. You had a good plan. Everything was laid out. And then things just don't work out exactly as you had planned. And that is why Solomon said, you know, Solomon is credited with a lot of wisdom. He wrote the book of Proverbs. He wrote Ecclesiastes. And then the love book, the only love book in the Bible. He wrote in Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verses 6 and 7. It says, For there is a time and a way for everything. There is what? And a way. So if the time comes and the way is not right, things are still not going to come together as they should. He said there is a time and a way 
for every, everything. Even when you are in trouble. A lot of people think when you are in trouble, when things are not going right for you, is because you have done something wrong. Right? You can be pleasing God, you can be obedient, you can do everything. It doesn't prevent pro trouble from coming. A good example is uh, Job. In Job chapter 1, the Bible said of Job that God himself was vowing about Job that Job is a good man. It's Job is a good guy. He's a good guy. So when men begin to judge you because things aren't working right for you, Amen. Take comfort in God and in the word of God. So many people will tell you the, thing, the reason things aren't working out is because you must not be doing something right. Perhaps you have, there's a sin somewhere. Perhaps it's this. Perhaps it's that. Oh, you remember how you cursed somebody before? This is the repercussion. <laughs> Let's continue. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, Indeed, how can people avoid what they don't know is going to happen? How do you make a plan for something that is not defined? Something that you don't know is going to happen, how do you mitigate a risk you don't know? How do you mitigate a problem you don't know about? So he's saying, look, all of these things, they are with God. God is the one that has the final say. I love the way the Good News Bible translation puts this. It said there is a right time and a right way to do everything. May God show you the right way for you. Amen. Oh, you didn't believe me. May God show me the right way for me. Amen. Because there is a right way and there is a wrong way. You know, people believe in all kinds of things. It is possible you have all the theoretical knowledge. You can teach it from morning till night. Go and try, try doing it. Because not only do you need knowledge, you need the right way. And the right way for you might not be the right way for me. You know why? Because God knows how he has wired all of us. God knows your constitution. God knows my constitution. And because he knows me, he has the right way for me. It has a way that if I walk in accordance with that way, it will work out very well for me. This is why the Bible says it is foolish to compare yourself with other people. There's a story I'm going to read to you in a little bit. Uh, it's very foolish. The vantage position that other person has, you don't have. Their perspective is not your perspective. That is why it is just so foolish comparing your life with anybody else's life. The plan God has for you, there is a time for it, and there is a way for it. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 20, 22 and 23. Acts 20, 22 and 23. It says, and now I am bound by the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. I don't know what, waits, what awaits me, except that the Holy Spirit tells me in, a city, in city after city that jail and suffering lie ahead. When was the last time you had that God telling you there is trouble ahead of you? 
You know why? Because we're a generation that just likes sweet things. You know, we're a generation that you just want, you just want somebody to come and tell you something that will make you feel good about yourself. It's good that you feel good about yourself, but it's good that you know the realities of life too. Many are disappointed today when they are faced with the reality of life. After they have been told all of those sweet, wonderful things. But Paul is saying, I understand by the spirit that there are challenges that lies ahead. So my question for you this morning is, the fact that I don't know what tomorrow holds, should that determine or make me depressed? Or make me weary about tomorrow? No. No. Why? Because God is the one that knows everything. And we're going to look into that very shortly. We must face the future with hope and with faith. Confidence in God. Confidence in God. I must be fully confident in the abilities of God. And I must be fully confident in the promises of God for my life. You know, many years ago, when I was getting married, marriage is a very expensive enterprise. <laughs> it's expensive. In fact, when I go for some weddings these days, and I see the grand hall and everything, my heart will skip a bit. <laughs> I have four daughters. So the first question I'm asking myself, how much is this for? <laughs> and I've been uh, bold enough to ask some people, how much is this for? They say $20,000. I said, does it come with food? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But when I was getting married, I just trusted God. I'm telling you the honest truth. You know, I, I was bragging you know, my wife saw this American chick, you know, and there, there I was in Nigeria making very little. I said, don't worry. Wedding gown, how much is your wedding gown? She told me, I wire the money to you. And in season, one way or another, I was able to wire her the money. I said, don't worry, what kind of ring do you like? Send me your ring size. She sent it one way or another. I'm telling, I didn't have money saved up, you know. Some people, they have money saved up. Say, ah, this wedding, we are going to tear it apart. I, 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 that was not my story. <laughs> that was absolutely not my story. You know, and as I was prayerfully, you know, planning and thinking about it, my wonderful sister over here uh, told me, hallelujah. She said to me, she said, Koye, don't worry. The venue and the food and all of that, I will take care of it. That was like 65% of all the expenses. You know, because me, smart guy now, we had the reception in my father-in-law's backyard. <laughs> it was still grand. It was still beautiful. We had our nice couple dance, everything. Everything we, if I did, don't, don't let me go there. Anyway. anyway, so listen to this. Listen to this. The Bible says they just shall live by their faith. What you need is knowledge of what God wants you to do. 
God will provide for the rest. I'm telling you the honest truth. Do you know why we were planning and everything and I'm busy boasting and bragging to my soon-to-be wife? The university where I worked suddenly paid a three-year arrears. Three-year arrears of a salary differential scale. In fact, the differential was like twice my salary. They paid three years worth in one check. By that, I knew that I'm marrying the right person. <laughs> that alone told me that God has hand in this thing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What you need to live and look forward to the next day, very simple. Is this what God wants me to do? Is this the will of God for my life? One of the questions people don't ask, it might be the will of God for you to do that, but is it now that God wants me to do it? Some people launch out before the season. And because the season is not yet, it will not work out as well. I mean, God is merciful. He can still help you clean up and uh, get you to where you need to get. But... Uh, Note that God knows and controls the future. I'm going to say that again. If you are the type that takes notes, write this down. In fact, my note is capitalized, is bold. In fact, I'm going to highlight it because it's good for me, for myself to remember. Understand that God knows and controls the future. I told you before, a good friend of mine preached a sermon. He said, God is not in control. You are in control. The title was just sensational. But God is in control. <laughs> Trust me. God, God is in control. He's in control of my life. When I resist, am I running to bumps? But trust me, the earth is not in chaos just doing what it likes. God is the one balancing everything up. Gravity in the right amount, in the right places. Everything. In Daniel chapter 2, 21 and 22, Daniel chapter 2, 21 and 22, the Bible says, God, he, there is talking about God. He changes the seasons and guides history. He raises up kings and also brings them down. He provides both intelligence and discernment. He opens up the depths, tells secrets, sees in the dark, light spills out of him. Friends, I want you to know this today. If you, if, you, if you have never heard it before, I want you to know this today. That God is an orchestrator. Did I say it in American? Orchestrator? Orchestrator. All right. I'm checking over there. God is an orchestrator. God is what? An orchestrator. He arranges and moves things and moves them and moves you. Before you know it, things are happening. I've told you time and time again, because it's my story. When I was coming to America, I was not coming to America to be a pastor. I came for the money. 
it, it sounds funny when I say, but it's the truth. I don't deceive myself. I came for the money. If it's pastor, I was already pastoring in Nigeria. I was an assistant pastor, and that was good for me. You know, the pastor, you know, the buck stops with her. But everything else, I can help with. But at least, I go home and I sleep. <laughs> if there's worry about rent and all of those things, I don't know what the pastor is worried about. But everything else, I help with. Praise the Lord. God is an orchestrator. When I came, I came ready, ready to roll. The, the research I was doing in Nigeria, I published a few papers, you know, and I was able to trace somebody in Ohio that was doing a similar research as I was doing in Nigeria. You know, so I reached out to him, and he offered me a place, you know, but uh, that was in December. You know, by December, my wife was pregnant. Somebody said, God is an orchestrator. My wife was pregnant. is offering me a spot in July, June, July. So I started looking for a job. I found telemarketing. I did it. There were like 10 of us. And uh, we trained for three days. After two days, they laid off 11 of us. I felt good that it was not just me. Because <laughs> if it was just me, I would say, oh, maybe it's because of my accent. You know, these people, they don't like Africans. You know, but it wasn't like that. Out of 12, they laid off 11 and kept only one person. So things were getting rough. Then one day I, walked, I went downtown, you know, we're walking down the street, and then I saw this big sign, $20,000 bonus to sign up in the army. I'm like, what? Are they, are they for real? So I went, remember, I came to America for what? So that's what was, I was very passionate about it and guided by that. So I went inside the recruiting office to ask more questions. By the time they gave me all the information, I said, ah, people are sitting in their living room. The car would drive and come and kill them in the living room. So it's once appointed to man to die, whether in war or wherever, I said, I will go. Guess what? God, God used all of that to bring me to where I am today. When we had San Antonio, even my wife that had been in America for almost 20 years, when she had San Antonio, she thought it was somewhere in Houston. Because they said Fort Sam Houston. So we both just congratulated, ah, this must be somewhere in Houston. Houston I have had before. San Antonio I had never had before. God is an orchestrator. Your pain, your struggle, your lack, your insufficiency, everything you are going through will come together to work for your good. Amen. I laugh when I see people say, no, 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 no trouble. No, there will always be trouble. You know why? As long as you are walking contrary to the devil, it will always put something in your way. So if you are walking without friction, check it again. Is it that you are not doing anything great? You know, if you are not having any serious impact on the devil's kingdom, why should he be wasting his time with you? Or you are going in the same direction as him 
which is not the direction of God for our lives. You know, there's a, there's, let me say, there's an example. How many of us have heard about Alexander the Great? That's a very popular name. Alexander the Great, he was truly great. Young man, in a short while, conquered majority of the then known world. And after he did that, he determined that he was going to Hellenize the world, meaning he would make the world, his territory, all of his territory, to adopt the Greek culture and language. And he succeeded for the most part. He succeeded. But what he did not know was he was doing God's work by doing all of that. That very thing he did is the very reason why the gospel was able to spread like wildfire. Majority of the New Testament is written in Greek. So people preaching as they were preaching, going places, they were preaching in Greek. Everybody could understand them. Otherwise, it would have been difficult. It's like me going to Mexico. I need an interpreter. But he already set the stage. What am I saying today? All the chaos and the, and the pain and the suffering is God at work setting you up for where he's taking you ultimately. In the name of Jesus. So what you're going through right now with your job, with your career, your marriage, everything. God is setting you up for something greater than you can imagine. Amen? And some of us are thinking, well, you know, Pastor, it's June already. I hoped against hope last year and the year before. And this is June. Nothing is happening. I'm telling you, be encouraged. Be encouraged. Number one, make sure it's the right time for you. And make sure you are approaching it the right way. Because there's the right way. You know? There's the right way. Psalm 139, verses 1 and 4. Psalm 139, verses 1 and 4. He said, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know, I like simplicity when it comes to the gospel. I don't like complexity. You know, I was selling the Discovery Membership class this morning. You know, this is deep, deep. Most people are not deep. So why do I want to go deep, deep, deep? The gospel is so simple. If you just read and believe what you have read simply by yourself, you cannot be confused. To be confused, you need help. When you read the Bible, for you to be confused, you need help somebody to really mix things up and mess things up for you. Verse 4 says, you know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. I love the way the NIV, uh, NKJV, it says there is not a word on my tongue, Lord, you know it all together. Friends, God is the one that declares the end from the very beginning. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 10. It says, only I can tell the future. This is God speaking. He says, only I can tell the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass. 
for I do whatever I wish. This is the almighty God speaking. Praise God. The real question is, do you believe God? Do you believe God? He says, I alone, I alone can tell the future before it happens, and everything I plan, they come to pass, because I do whatever I wish. That's why I know your tomorrow will be all right. Amen. Because Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Say, I have a future. I have a hope. In Christ Jesus. Amen. 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 You need help to be confused. This is plain scripture. You know, <laughs> I, I, I very well really wanted to preach the same message, but the Holy Spirit would not let me. The message I preached two weeks ago in Louisiana, you know, again, it wasn't deep. It was not deep. So as I was interacting with I said, I said, don't, don't forget we are just reading scripture. I'm not giving interpretation. We were reading scripture together and you could see their faces light up. So from time to time, I had to remind them that I'm not preaching. I'm just reading the scripture. Reading the scripture. Hallelujah. Watch this. God knows your today, he knows your tomorrow, he knows your entire life, and he has it all worked out, if only you will believe him. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Please start getting the slide ready. If you believe, the scripture says you will do greater work. It's all in his plan. Don't be like Absalom. Look at your neighbor. Say, don't be like Absalom. One of the things that trips people up the most is they want to help God. How many, have, how many of you have heard heaven helps those who help themselves? You know it's not Bible. It, sound, it sounds biblical. You know, heaven helps those who help themselves. No, it's not Bible. It's not Bible. Absalom conceived a plan in his heart how he's going to take over his father's kingdom. So he will go to the gate. As people are walking and coming in, he's talking to them. He's scheming. He's planning. He's, he's trying to steal the hearts of the people. And he stole the heart of many. He got the kingdom, but it didn't last. You know why? It wasn't the right time, and it wasn't the right way. So what he got, he lost. Be like David. Even when it was apparent to David that God has left this man. He said, I will not. He said, Can I lift up my hand against the anointed of the Lord? So, don't forget, he's already anointed king. He's already supposed to be on the throne. But there was still another one that was called of God that was on the throne. God will work it out for you in your time. Amen. 
He will work everything out for you. You don't have to upturn and upstage somebody else for you to get to where God has in plan for you. And you don't have to go talk to the manager and speak bad about this person. If they fire him, it's not like they will replace you with them. <laughs> go, go work it out. You go check it out. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's look at the PowerPoint slide quickly, please. This, the window is what it's called. Continue. We're going to read, I'm going to read very quickly. I can you see it? Okay, I wanted us to be able to read together. Is why I put it together this way. Say there were once two men, both seriously ill in the same small room of a great hospital. A quite, quite a small room, just large enough for the pair of them. Two beds, two bedside lockers, a door opening on the wall, and a window looking out the wall. One of the men, as part of his treatment, was allowed to sit up in bed for an hour in the afternoon. Something that had to do with draining the fluids from his lungs. And his bed was next to the window. But the other man had to spend all his time flat on his back. And both of them had to be kept quiet and still. Which was the reason they were in the small room by themselves. And they were grateful for peace and privacy. You know how hospital wards can be. <laughs> Uh, none of the bustle and clatter and prying eyes of the general ward for them. Of course, one of the disadvantages of their condition was that they weren't allowed much to do. No reading, no radio, certainly no television because of the noise. They just had to keep quiet and still, just the two of them. They used to talk for hours and hours about their lives children, their homes, their former jobs, their hobbies, their childhood, what they did during the war, where they had been on vacations, all sorts of things. Every afternoon, when the man in the bed next to the window was propped up for his hour, he would pass the time by describing what he could see outside. And the other man began to leave for those hours. The window apparently overlooked a park with a lake where there were dogs and swans, children throwing bread at them, and sailing model boats, and young lovers walking hand in hand beneath the trees. And there were flowers and stretches of grass and games of softball, people taking their ease in the sunshine, and, at, and right at the back, Behind the fringe of the trees, a fine view of the city skyline. The man on his back would listen to all of this, enjoying every minute how a child nearly fell into the lake, how beautiful girls were in their summer dresses, then an exciting ball game, or a boy playing with his puppy. It got to the place that he could almost see what was happening there, outside there. Watch this. Somebody say, that dirty devil. Then one fine afternoon, 
there was some sort of parade. The thought struck him. Why should that man next to, be, uh, to the window have all the pleasure of seeing what's going on? Why shouldn't I get the chance? He felt ashamed and tried to think and tried not to think like that. But the more he tried, the worse he wanted to change. Listen. Do not compare yourself with anybody. You don't know their story. You don't know their story. You don't know the details. In fact, that person is there. You are envious of them, but God is using them as an enhancement for your life because of where he's taking it. I'm going to, so, one day, the guy by the window got very sick. He started coughing. He was choking, couldn't reach the, what do you, the emergency button. And the guy on the other side, instead of pressing the alarm panic button for the nurses to come help him, he just laid there and let him die. You know why? He wanted the window view. He wanted to enjoy all the scenery. He wanted to enjoy. He said, why is he the only one that can look out the window? I too want to look out the window sometimes. He let him die. And then in the morning, they picked up the man's body. They took him out of the room. Last slide. The minute they had gone, so... After they moved the man out, they moved him there and put him by the window. As soon as they left, he propped himself up with one elbow, painfully and laboriously, and looked out the window. It was a blank wall. The guy was creating memories for him. There was nothing out the window. It was a blank wall. The life of that person that you think you want, when you get there, you will be miserably disappointed. De disappointed. He got there. There was nothing. You see somebody doing something, you, you know, I, I was thinking about this as Ade was singing. You know, that song, you know, they make it look so easy. Until I had to do that special song for my wife. <laughs> what you don't know is all of that was recorded line by line. They now joined everything together. I couldn't sing it straight. <laughs> so, why is it that Modukpa is the one that is always leading? Me too, I want to lead. May you not be disgraced. Amen. Praise the Lord. Do not compare yourself with anybody. There's a right time for you. There's a right place for you. Amen? Amen. Let's just conclude by praying. Please rise to your feet. What God has for you is for you. Can you say that with me? What God has for me? It is for me. What God has for me? It's for me. In the name of Jesus. There are certain promises that God has made to you. 
Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 17. Jeremiah 31, 17. The Bible says there is hope for your future. There is what? Say it again. Says who? Says the Lord. Even though things are not looking good now. Oh, man. There is a hope for you and there is a future for you. In the name of Jesus. Mark, no, not Mark. Psalm 37, 37. Mark the blameless man. Mark the righteous man. Mark the man that has surrendered his life completely to God. Observe the upright man, the right standing man. The future of that man is peace. God will give you peace. God will give you joy. In the name of Jesus. What God has for you is for you. Proverbs 23, 18. Proverbs 23, 18. I'm going to read the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. It says, your future is bright and filled with living hope. Someone say, my future is bright and filled with a living hope that will never fade away. I don't need to scheme. I don't need to backbite. I don't need to steal hearts. I don't need to do all of that. Why? Because God has a plan for my life and it's a great plan. I've had people say all kinds of things to my face. You know the one they say behind you? Say, if he's bold enough, let him say it to my face. <laughs> they have said it to my face. But God, you can't, you can't fight with the results. You cannot. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.